Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today, inshallah, we're talking about the name of Allah, al-wasi' the vast. Uh, coming from the root verb of wasu'a, yosu'u, wasa'atan, or wasi'a, yasa'u, sa'atan, or wus'atan. Oh, sorry, wus'an. Which means to be wide, roomy, spacious, vast, extensive, boundless, to pervade. To be well off, it could refer to money. To be well off, to be plentiful, bountiful, to have capacity, to accommodate. Uh, so that's the angle of, you could say, well, one of them is, you could say, directional, if you will, the, the concept of just wide in every direction, so it's from a spatial perspective. One is from a, a capacity, like a wealth, like how much money you have, you're well off, you're plentiful, you're bountiful, you have lots of money so you can do more with it, you can accommodate more people, etc. Uh, and it can also mean to comprehend, to embrace, and to encompass, meaning this is now from wide in terms of knowledge. You understand a lot. You have a wide scope of information and knowledge and so forth. So there's a few different ways that wasi'ah can be in, in, implied, and you see all three of them in the Qur'an, as we're going to talk about in a moment, inshallah. Um, for example, um, when it comes to wealth, Allah Ta'ala says, لِيُنْفِقَذُوا سَعَةٍ مِّن سَعَةٍ Let a man of wealth spend from his wealth. Now, I say the word wealth, but it's sa'a. Sa'a is from wasi'a or wasa'a, wasu'a. So it's coming from this root verb of wasi'a means to be expansive, but being a person possessing expansion means what? Dhu sa'atin means a wealthy man. So you can see how it's very connected to either you have lots of wealth, or as Allah Ta'ala is going to demonstrate, it means lots of knowledge. And subhanAllah, throughout the Qur'an, you find these instances where Allah Ta'ala is actually saying, you think this person has value because they have extensive wealth, but their extensive knowledge is actually of a higher caliber. So we're going to be taking a look at that in detail, inshallah. Now, something I mentioned in a previous uh, video, uh, specifically on the name of Allah, uh, Al-Muhit. It was interesting how Al-Muhit is mentioned. Um, the word Muhit is mentioned nine times, eight of which are the names of Allah. Al-Muhit referring to Allah, one time referring to judgment day, judgment day being Muhit, which means expansive. Now, Wasir has a similar situation. Wasir, you find that uh, also occurs, the word occurs nine times in the Quran, eight of which are referring to Allah. Same breakdown, and one time referring to his mercy. And Muhit and Wasir both kind of mean the same thing, which is, uh, you could say, both of them have the implication of being all-encompassing or the all-expansive, however you would like to translate it. But what's interesting is that since the eight times Al-Muhit is mentioned as the name of Allah, it seems to have a negative connotation followed by Judgment Day, which is a very scary day. And then Al-Wasir shows up in positive um, uh, references, usually speaking about Allah Ta'ala in a positive way. And then therefore, uh, Wasir also coming up referring to His mercy. Therefore, you kind of get the impression that Al-Muhit is almost like an expansive perimeter that is closing in on you, whereas Al-Wasir is an expansive perimeter that just keeps on opening and expanding. And al-a'la, of course, Allah Ta'ala is beyond any of these analogies, but it just seems to be that there's two ways something can be expansive. It's either closing in, sort of negative connotation, or expanding out, positive connotation. And the fact that they parallel each other in this way, I think is truly remarkable. Anyhow, um, what are the contexts in which you find these names of Allah, or this name of Allah al-wasi'ah particularly? Well, when it comes to directionally, we find Allah Ta'ala says what? وَلِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقُ وَالْمَغْرِبُ 
And to Allah belongs the east and the west. Obviously, these are directions. So wherever you might turn facing a direction, this is directional, uh, there is the face of Allah. And indeed, Allah is all-encompassing and all-knowing. So subhanAllah, this is not only the idea that, you know, uh, whichever direction you're turning in, uh, you're still praising Allah Ta'ala. But yes, of course, Qibla is made to, not for the sake of, uh, you know, facing Allah in a literal sense, but in the sense of giving us all a common direction and unity that's more for us. Uh, but at the end of the day, we know that Allah Ta'ala can hear us and help us and uh, understands us no matter where we are and in every direction and every circumstance. And this, the fact that Allah Ta'ala owns the east and the west, this ayah reminds us that whenever one, one door closes, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala will open up another door for you because he, he, to him belongs everything in the east and the west. Now, when it comes to the context revolving around money and knowledge, it's very interesting. You have the story of Talut. Uh, uh, um, uh, Allah Ta'ala talks about this uh, king. Uh, Allah Ta'ala mentions, and their prophets said to them, indeed, um, uh, yes, Allah has sent, uh, the prophet said to Bani Israel, indeed, Allah has sent to you Saul, or Talut, as a king. And they said, how can he have kingship over us while we are more worthy of kingship than him? How are you more worthy? And he has not been given any measure of wealth. Ah, now we get it. He, he's more, we're more worthy. Why? Because we are richer than him. So they're thinking of being wasia wide and expensive in terms of money. And then the response is what? قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاهُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَزَادَهُ بَسْطَةً فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْجَسَدِ Excuse me. وَاللَّهُ يُؤْتِي مُلْكَهُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ He said, the Prophet said, Indeed, Allah has chosen him over you and has increased him abundantly in knowledge and in stature. So you guys think your extensiveness is in wealth, what makes you wasir and abundant and so forth is your wealth. And Allah is saying, no, he is abundant in knowledge and also physically he's huge because this was, he was going to be a warrior, he was going to be a leader that fights. So he needs to be big, strong. And Allah uh, gives his sovereignty to whom he wills and Allah is all-encompassing in favor and is all-knowing. Furthermore, when it comes to money, we find that Allah Ta'ala mentions this name, Al-Wasir, regarding being charitable. Allah says the example of those who spend their wealth in the way of Allah is like a seed of grain which grows seven spikes and each spike has hundreds of gra hundred grains and Allah multiplies his reward for whom he wills. So now you're giving this money away. Why? Because you have the knowledge that says don't be stingy and hold on to money. Rather know that it's more important to give it. So this is putting your knowledge above the money and Allah says and Allah is what? Wallahu wasi'un alim. So Yes, you have money and you want to hold on to it because it's important, but even more is giving it away because your knowledge supersedes it, your knowledge of Allah Ta'ala and the reward in the Akhirah. Furthermore, stinginess, you could say the vice versa of this, same situation. When you put your money over top of your knowledge and you refuse to be charitable, Allah says what? As shaytan al-faqr, that shaytan threatens you with poverty and orders you to immorality while Allah promises you forgiveness uh, from him and bounty. Wallahu wasi'un alim, and Allah is encompassing in knowledge. So don't let your love of money overcome your knowledge of this deen, knowing that there is a reward of Allah Ta'ala and that He is going to give you His bounty, so be charitable. Furthermore, Allah Ta'ala mentions in regards to uh, uh, guidance. Allah Ta'ala says, And do not trust except those who follow your religion. Say, indeed, the true guidance is the guidance of Allah. Do you fear lest someone be given knowledge like you were given or that? They would thereby argue with you before your Lord, say, indeed, all bounty is in the hands of Allah, and he grants it to whom he wills. 
So, قُلْ إِنَّ الْفَضْلَ بِيَدِ اللَّهِ يُؤْتِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ And Allah is all-encompassing and wise. So here the context is clearly about who has more knowledge in a discussion, who can argue in a better manner. But again, we find that the context goes back to wealth in Surah Nisa, ayah number 130, when talking about divorce. Allah says, وَإِنْ يَتَفَرَّقَا يُغْنِ اللَّهُ كُلًّا مِنْ سَعَتِهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ وَاسِعًا حَكِيمًا But if they separate by divorce, Allah will enrich each of them from His abundance. And Allah is ever encompassing and wise. So again, you see this switching between the context of encompassing in knowledge and then encompassing in terms of wealth. Um, furthermore, Allah Ta'ala says with regards to the believers, you know, sometimes people will leave the faith and you'll feel, oh no, that guy was an important person, that guy was a popular person, that person was a wealthy person. Allah Ta'ala is saying, these are not the considerations. Let those people leave. He's going to replace them with people that have better qualities. Right? Ya amanu. That is the true favor. So Allah says, Oh, you who have believed, whoever you should, whoever of you should revert from his religion, whoever of you is going to leave Islam, Allah will bring forth in place of them a people he will love and who they will love him, who are humble towards the believers, powerful against the disbelievers. They strive in the cause of Allah, and they do not fear the blame of the critic. That is the favor of Allah. Don't worry about people leaving. Oh, you're going down in number. Oh, we're losing people. I'm nervous. No, you're going to be replaced with even better people, and these are the qualities they have. That is the favor of Allah. He bestows it upon whom he wills, and Allah is all-encompassing and all-knowing. But then again, it goes back to the context of marriage you find in Surah 24, Surah An-Nur, ayah number 32. And marry the unmarried among you and the righteous among you, male slaves and female slaves. If they should be poor, Allah will enrich them uh, from His bounty. Uh, Allah says, Allah is all encompassing and knowledgeable. So I want to go over these to really show that SubhanAllah. Uh, the different contexts in which they occur to show what can be vast, whether we're talking about um, literal directions, whether we're talking, which is just one context, whether we're talking about money, usually in the context of divorce, uh, and then finally, the highest of which, which is true knowledge, and that is always better than just money. What else is vast? What else is wasir? Allah Ta'ala is al-wasir. He is the most vast. But what else is vast? Uh, well, we know that Allah says, wasi'a kursihu samawati wal-ard. His kursi, his throne, extends over the heavens and the earth. So that's vast. What else is vast? Allah's knowledge. Allah says, وَسِعَ رَبُّنَا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا Our Lord has encompassed all things in knowledge. What else is vast? His mercy. When Allah says, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ وَاسِعُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ His forgiveness. Allah says, indeed, your Lord is vast in forgiveness. وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ My mercy encompasses everything. SubhanAllah, these are beautiful things to be, merc- to be, to be vast in. Allah Ta'ala says about both His mercy and His knowledge. Allah says, رَبَّنَا وَسِعَةَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ رَحْمَةً وَعِلْمًا Our Lord, You have encompassed all things in mercy and in knowledge. Furthermore, the Prophet says what? إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِاللَّيْلِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ النَّهَارِ وَيَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالنَّهَارِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ اللَّيْلِ حَتَّى تَطْلُعَ الشَّمْسِ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا Allah the exalted and glorious, stretches out his hand during the night so that the people may repent from the faults committed during the day uh, until dusk. And he stretches out his hand during the day so the people may repent for their faults they committed during the night. 
and he would accept repentance so long as the sun does not rise from the west. This is a very beautiful hadith and amazing uh, uh, motivation, I should say. This amazing motivation for all of us. When we make a mistake at night and you wake up the next morning, make tawbah. Make tawbah right the next day because Allah Ta'ala is extending his hands and saying, I know you messed up last night, but if you make tawbah immediately, then inshallah Ta'ala, it'll be wiped away. And same thing, during the day, you know, you do something foolish, you do something haram, and then when the night comes, now you have a change of, let's say, uh, environment, a change of thinking, a change of mood, whatever, and now you kind of come back to your senses. Senses, now is the time to what? Recognize that Allah Ta'ala is extending his uh, mercy during the night. So SubhanAllah, you know, sometimes we need these reminders that Allah Ta'ala's mercy is there. Just ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive you and to repent. Furthermore, Allah is vast in all of his attributes and all of his names. Uh, as Allah says, وَلَوْ أَنَّمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ شَجَرَةٍ أَقْلَامٌ وَالْبَحْرُ يَمُدُّهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ سَبَعَةُ أَبْحُرٍ مَا نَفِدَتْ كَلِمَةُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ And if whatever trees upon the earth were pens and the sea was, pure, was nothing but ink, uh, replenished thereafter by seven more seas, the words of Allah would never be exhausted. Indeed, Allah is exalted and mighty and wise. No matter how much you describe the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, names and attributes and beautiful words, poetry, whatever you want, you can never be done with the descriptions, the knowledge uh, the, uh, d- uh, of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And Allah's deen is also something that is vast. And by vast, I mean accommodating. Something wide, not narrow and tight and restricting and difficult. No, Allah Ta'ala's deen, this deen of Islam is accommodating. It's not harsh, it's not rigid, it's not restrictive. The word sirat, in, in fact, we say, The word sirat means a wide and accommodating path. The Prophet says what? Inna deen yusr, walan yushad ad-deen ahadun illa ghalabahu. This religion is easy and whoever overburdens himself in his religion will not be able to continue. He's going to be overcome by it. In other words, when you try to go to an extreme and try to do everything all at once, you're most likely going to burn out. You, uh, Allah says, Indeed, Allah intends for you ease and does not intend for you hardship. This deen is supposed to make your life easier. The Prophet says what? Ya nas, innama ana rahmatun muhdatun, which means, O people, indeed, I am nothing but a gift of mercy. Beautiful hadith. We should be moderate in everything that we do. As Allah says, Thus we have made you a just community and we should never try to burden ourselves more than it can bear because Allah doesn't do that. Allah does not burden a soul more than it can bear. Allah does not charge a soul except what is within its capacity. So now the question is how does this name of Allah affect the believer? Many different points. One is accept that Allah Ta'ala is beyond our comprehension. He is too vast for our limited minds to accept. He's anwasir. We're not going to be able to understand everything. We have to just accept what we can. Furthermore, you have to have a big heart, accommodating, forgiving, accepting of others. Allah is al-wasi'ah, you want to be expansive in your you know, accommodation of others, forgiveness of others, accepting of others, and understanding of their circumstances. We want to diversify our information. Don't live in an echo chamber. Try to widen your scope a little bit. We know that Dawood once gave a verdict when he only heard one side of the story. This is mentioned uh, when Allah Ta'ala mentions uh, and asks the question, وَهَلْ أَتَاكَ نَبَأُ الْخَصْمِ and has there come to you the story, the news of the adversaries, the two people arguing when they climbed over the wall of his prayer chamber. This is Dawood in Surah 38, ayah number 21, all the way to 25. I'm not going to go through the whole story. But essentially he made a verdict before listening to both sides and then he fell into sajda and repented for that mistake. 
and Allah Ta'ala was testing him in order to make him an even better leader. Furthermore, so yes, we should seek a wide array of knowledge about Islam. We should not be try, we should not try to be so limited. Allah says, "Man bihi khayran, Whoever Allah intends good for, He gives him understanding of this religion. We want to be people that are energetic, positive, outgoing, and creative, as opposed to being closed off, pessimistic, and unengaged in the world around you. Al wasir, expansive, wide. In other words, be that positive force in the world, inshallah ta'ala. And that should be reflected in you and also your community. The masjid should reflect openness so that we regularly have non-Muslims as visitors. We should not hide our Islam. Many masajid, unfortunately, many of our mosques, they basically treat Islam, they treat the masjid like, let's build a big barracks so we can build thick walls and keep our Islam in and keep everybody else out. That is not the objective. We want to bring people in as well so that we can teach them about Islam. We're not, we're not trying to uh, fortify our, ourselves away from everybody. We should aim high in earning, not for materialistic purposes, but so you can benefit people and accommodate more people. Allah's al-wasi' in terms of knowledge, in terms of riches and wealth and so forth. Yes, you can work hard too, so you can be more generous to others, inshallah. And you should beg in anticipation for the vastness of paradise. I want you guys to think about this. Even in this world, it may be the case that you feel like I've seen it all. You know, I've played every sport, I've visited lots of places, I've seen different climates, I've seen lots of beautiful things. Maybe you feel like you've discovered it all. And then sometimes, subhanAllah, you discover something incredible. Maybe you get, you make new friends, or you fall in love with someone. Maybe you even find the joy of a new sport or just something new that you never th thought you'd do and you discover something absolutely new. Now, if the options in this world, as limited as they are, can still surprise you, Right? Then I want you to imagine what is waiting for you in paradise. SubhanAllah. Allah says, What? Race towards the forgiveness of your Lord and a garden whose width is like that of the heavens and the earth. SubhanAllah. This whole universe. Imagine unending paradise. All the options. If in this dunya you can be surprised by new experiences, new things, new, I don't know flavors and tastes and uh, people and humor and I don't know whatever else, uh, joys. If you can get surprised every once in a while in this dunya, then subhanAllah, imagine the akhirah. The Prophet says what? مَوْدِعُوا سَوْتٍ فِي الْجَنَّةِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا Even a place the size, uh, uh, an area, the size equal to a, uh, a whip or a lash uh, is better, in, in paradise, is better than this whole world and everything that is in it. And the final point I'll mention is what? That the Prophet says that Allah says in a hadith Qudsi, That I have prepared for my righteous slaves such an excellent reward as no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and uh, no human mind or heart could ever even dream of or imagine. So may Allah Ta'ala make us of those who understand that Allah is al-wasi' that Allah Ta'ala is expansive and that we look forward to His reward in the afterlife that is infinite and expansive. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakul khair. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.